Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And cut into a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Like that game. Go. go. There we go. <laughs> Vanilla Ice's maybe best song, maybe second best song, but um, I've only listened to two of his songs. <laughs> we avoided copyright infringement by one second. Um, and, uh, yeah, that may be my favorite Vanilla Ice. Like it, you know what? It's definitely my favorite Vanilla. I think song. it has to be. And you I know have, what? Yeah. Low key, a great Ninja Turtles movie too. Like t uh, the second Ninja Turtles. Secret movie. of the Ooze, so good. Or Secret it, of the Slime. Or it has it has one of my favorite jokes in it. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. A, a little too raff. Like I'm not gonna do the whole joke, but like that that's the punchline. It's so good. It's so good. Um, anywho, hi Jake. How are hey, you? Hey Tony, I'm doing I'm doing great. I love taking that trip down memory lane with you. Dude, uh, that that movie rocks so hard, so hard. Watching, we're watching movies, but are we playing games, Tony? Have you been I, playing games? I've been playing a bunch of games. Um, the game I really want to talk about is actually a board game. So a board game, okay. Board game. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Dice Throne and Dice Throne Adventures. Oh, Dice yeah. Throne is like basically battle Yahtzee. Like that's the best mm -hmm. way to explain mm -hmm. that game. Bunch of different characters. They all have different um, abilities and, and uh, decks of cards that you're playing. Um, but the main mechanic is you're rolling a set of five dice up to three times. Different. And you can like pick and choose the combination of dice that you're rolling to activate certain abilities that are like on your player card, right? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very fun game by itself. I bought uh, Adventures, which is a um, like secondary game mode that's like PvE instead of fully um, PvP. So mm -hmm. uh, myself, my wife, and my friend Austin have been playing like a legacy campaign in that. And nice. it's like so much fun. Like the the mechanics of Dice Throne by itself are really fun and engaging, but the fact that they added like a loot system to the game, like a light dungeon crawling experience, and it's a team based game. You know, it's it's a, mm -hmm. it's a full team thing, so um, you don't have to feel bad about fighting one another. You know, um, <laughs> it's more like you're working together to uh, overcome, you know, a common, uh, an enemy, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, it's really fun. It's really fun. And like, I've, uh, I've invested a little bit in like Dice Run at this point. So like, I have a bunch of different characters to pick from and uh, that's fun for a lot of reasons. Cause you get to experience a lot of different ways to play the game. But like, because I have a bunch of characters, I end up like not going deep on any one individual character, but in Dice Throne mm -hmm. Adventures, I'm sticking to one character throughout this entire, you know, I think it's like eight different scenarios you're playing through. Um, you're sticking to that one character, adding new cards to it, leveling it up and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's very unique. It's fun. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Cause uh, we we did play this together when I was in Seattle with you, mm. and we were playing the PvP. And a uh, friend of the show, Race, unleashed a massive combo on me and, like, just, like, knocked me out, 
like halfway through the game. It's like, oh man, I want to play this game more, but I got knocked out by like a really fucking good play. <laughs> so I can't yeah. be like, <laughs> I totally forgot too about, about it. Yeah. I conceptually love Yahtzee, but it's just such a limited game that, you know, you add like battle to it. Hell yeah, I'm totally in. I thought it was a cool, cool experience. It is. It's really neat in the fact that there's that Marvel uh, crossover season. Um, I have mm-hmm. since bought all those characters. Um, nice, nice. They're they're really neat. I'm actually playing Captain Marvel in the adventure campaign, and she's okay. great. She just dishes out a shit ton of damage. She's just a great character all around. She, it's so much yeah. fun. Um, the The cost for entry is like a bit too much for me now but it's definitely like one of those games i'm watching like if i could snack that base set on sna- on sale or something like that yeah. i'm for sure swooping swooping in on it it's yeah it, it i felt bad at first the amount that i have like poured into it at this point however like christy really likes this game like she's like been mm-hmm. super into it which has been like really nice because like i i've bought into a lot of game systems before and like me and her have played once or twice and i kind of bounced off it she kind of got into dice throne so like i'm like fuck it It, it's worth throwing the money at it so we can actually play together yeah that is that is cool gotta gotta pursue those those kinds of games Mm -hmm. yeah it's great dice throne adventures totally worth checking out uh you haven't um a couple other things here uh, the one other new thing that I've played is uh, the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. Oh yeah, you have been dude. you've been talking about this one for a while now, hyping it up. It's fucking rad, dude. It's really cool. So I like Dead Cells a lot. It's uh, it's a very good roguelite. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. very good one of those. It's like the combat is really satisfying, and like it feels like Hades in a sense of. Um, you'll hit certain like levels of progression in your own skill where um, bosses that used to feel very, very difficult are now like, Oh, this is no problem. And it's like a combination of like your um, account getting better with like better items showing up. You have like more currency, more life in some situations, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, You have those things happening, but you're also, your skills are getting much better. So like you're, you're, uh, progressing through at at, 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 a, at a even pace, but but anyways, um, it's an excellent game, and all the Castlevania trappings are like a very very nice touch. Uh, mm-hmm. The music is all really good. The art is excellent. Um, I have defeated Dracula in, hey, um, in the game, and it's it's like appropriately challenging, but not like cheap difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I like it a lot. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, nice. So, yeah. If you like Dead Cells, then you should probably um, get this DLC. If you've never heard of Dead Cells, you should check it out. You also, should check out Dead Cells. <laughs> and get this DLC, because it's dope. If you like Castlevania, <laughs> the, the developers have been very, like, forthright in saying that, like, yeah, like, like the look and feel of this game is very much, like, inspired by Castlevania. So, like, mm-hmm. the, the two work really well together. And seeing, like, fucking Alucard and Richter show up in Dead Cells is pretty cool. Like, they've done a good job with that game and doing, like, partnerships with other indie titles. Like, you see a lot of different games in there. Like, um, guys from Risk of Rain, um, was it Hyperlight Drifter, you know, Shovel Knight. All of those, you know, games mm-hmm. in there and a whole lot more. 
Um, so it's cool to see like Castlevania stuff in there. It's dope. And all the weapons are dope. Like the, the holy water is really good. The axe is really good. I just got, um, for beating Dracula, I got the vampire killer whip unlocked, which is very sick. Oh my God. Yeah. That's nice. a very satisfying. Weapon. Okay. Um, but hell yeah. Good game. Good game. All I know from game. Castlevania is, is Smash Bros. Pretty much. Jesus. Well, we played. We played a Castlevania. <laughs> oh, game. and Ca- uh, Order of uh, Ecclesia, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anywho, that game rocks. Um, uh, last game to talk about is Fire Emblem Awakening. I'm almost oh, done with it. I'm like, at the okay, very, another at the update. Very, very, very close to the end. I thought I was at the end, and then like a battle happened. I'm like, okay, no, there's probably gonna be a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm right there. God, that game's sick. I, I really, really like it. Um, this will be something I keep on my system forever. And like, I may start a new game. I may, you know, try to do like a different. I may try to do like a non permadeath run through and like see all the characters. Um, I have had some like really high moments and some really like shitty, like, cause I played with permadeath and I lost like mm-hmm. two, lost two characters in the last couple of battles that were like really tough losses, but I had like their replacements like waiting, but it was still like, Oh, this sucks. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ed Cannon was, was pretty excellent. Frederick went down in a blaze of glory. Um, great uh, <laughs> but yeah fire emblem awakening is really good it's really really good i'm glad i've i've heard engage is fine yeah but not great which i'm a little i don't know i'm disappointed by because i didn't i wasn't in love with three houses i thought it was pretty good but um i play i i played to min maxi to enjoy that game fully i think <laughs> um so i don't know i maybe i'll get engage and try to uh just like either play at a higher difficulty or get into the head cannon a bit more but oh yeah awakening was was so good awakening is it's excellent. my favorite fire emblem it's it's i played excellent. a decent amount and yeah awakening's really good i um I, I like i have tried fire emblem several times and i've bounced off everyone like this is probably my at least third maybe fourth fire emblem game that i've tried to get into and this one is like really stuck and i really like it and it's it's funny though i'm not that interested in exploring the rest of the series like mm-hmm. this one is very good and i'm like i'm i'm okay with that i'm and like there's enough variation in the game to make it like compelling to do multiple playthroughs um yeah, I think Robin is also a customizable enough character that it helps you get more out of that second playthrough. Dude. Like just like do like, oh yeah, I'll do a warrior instead of a magic build, something like that. Right, exactly. And like you can, there's, because of the systems that they built in that game, any character can be anything really. Like their, mm-hmm. their, their base stats will usually lean you pretty hard in one direction or the other, but you can make a lot of things happen in that game. Um, and a lot of, and like the relationships, like all the kids and stuff like that in it, uh, like that's been really interesting to, uh, to mess around with. Cause like, I haven't, I haven't tried to like have relationships with all the characters to get all the different kids to have all the units like available to me. I haven't like gone that deep, but like 
it, like I was trying to make certain pairings happen and like they kind of, and they did. And like the, the units I got from it, like covered for the ones that like died and like pretty, like not like father or like son replacing father type thing, but like interesting ways that like relationships and characters intersected, like ended up producing replacements. I'm just rambling right now. This game fucking rules. I don't know. Like, it's a it's, really good game. It's yeah. a really good game. And like on top of that, like the combat's really fun and all the weapons and all that. Like it's it's very fun. It's very fun. Um And then we're going to Evo. We are going to Evo. I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited for this. I um so I uh have booked my room. Tony, I've not officially made the announcement, but I, I don't think I'm playing anything at Evo. I just, what? I don't. I'm just Come gonna be on. so. Like, no. I'm gonna be so stressed out trying to learn how to play like Tekken Eight decently just, enough. Just play Street Fighter. Like I signed up for Street Fighter Six, and I'm gonna get fucking worked in pools, and then that's gonna be it, and I'm fine with that. Um, it'll be fun trying to get good enough. To like not get embarrassed, but like I already know, I already know I'm gonna lose. I'm both just gonna my yeah. matches. I'm gonna be so I'm stunted out. on. But then, then what do we do? Then we go fucking hang out after that and go like find um you know a weird corner where like 20 people are playing wind jammers and we'll go hang out there. And I'm like yeah, uh, I can. I think you can still like attend without having to. Uh, can you attend without having to participate? Because that that's a case. I love the no stress approach, but if I have to contend to be in the room, all right, sure, I'll I'll learn Yoshimitsu in Tekken Eight. <laughs> I feel like we we just need to have a montage of teaching you Street Fighter uh, this next year. Uh, um, hell yeah. Maybe. Okay. Fine. I'll sign. I'll consider signing up for something. I'm I'll attending consider. Evo. I'm attending Evo. I'm going to look at the games list. I'm going to. I'm. I will. I will find the least objectionable approach, Tony. All right. I like this. We'll play a game, God. You, you got me. All right. We'll play. A, I'll play a game in Evo. <laughs> um, and you may have to play one of. Well, you'll play a descendant of one of these games at some point this year, anyways. So. Oh yeah. Nice oh man. Ooh, tune in to find out what that is. <laughs> teaser little, te- little teaser jake i've been talking for like 15 minutes about the stuff i've been doing uh what, what have you been doing <laughs> um not so much i i won't need uh total 15 minutes um i've been playing a whole lot of this game called sekiro shadows die twice oh that game um but outside of that um pokemon conquest i kind of started messing yeah. around with again because i wanted a mobile game um Update, I found there's a ROM hack for it, Pokemon Conquest Reconquest. So I just downloaded that, and I'm uh, just playing through it a little bit. So far, it's like, it's kind of sucks because the first campaign of that game is essentially just a tutorial. But, like, I, I enjoy that game. The things that frustrated me the most about it was it just wasn't as deep as I wanted from other, what, from what I would expect from other Pokemon games. Like, it's a turn-based strategy, but it's a pretty... There are more. There's more depth to the systems there than I like initially gave credit for in my like initial like play and review of it. But still, not quite as deep as I would want. And I'm hoping the ROM hack um, brings that in. There's like custom-made regional variants, which I know you hate, but I'm pretty. I kind of love. Uh, they've like expanded the move pool. Like the whole change log. I haven't completely gone over, but going through 
Reconquest um, definitely seems interesting and excited to, to be playing that. It's a good, good phone game, but don't need to hash too much about that. The other game I just started, Tony, that I can't talk about too much because next, next week I'm going to spend like 30 minutes talking about it, is the Resident Evil 4 remake, oh. which I just got last night. And I told my wife that I would not play without her present. Ah. And if she did not go to bed, I would have finished Resident Evil 4 by now, Tony, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> when it comes to Resident Evil. I love, I love Resident Evil, and Resident Evil 4 is, is the best one, and my favorite one for sure. And it's, it's, it's a, like a very good, faithful remake of that, but I'm also starting a list of like changes that got me. Because I've played that game so many times that like yeah, you know variations, it. like little edits to it, like oh they get me. So I was like oh like I'll like write down a few. I'm maybe forty minutes into the game and the list is already at five things. And there's uh, one I want to bring up now because I want to get your your two cents on it, Tony. So you, right? you you know the regenerator enemy, correct? Yeah. It's got like a very distinct sound effect, like kind of like a grunting, kind of like raspy. Is that on your soundboard, Tony, the regenerator? I, you know what? I, you didn't give me time to prep. You didn't give me time to prep. I wish. Um, the regenerator is, at least for me, and I think for the community, far and away the scariest enemy in Resident Evil 4. And in... It, it's a late-game enemy, though. And, however, in Resident Evil 4, uh, there's like a innocuous windmill that has a blue medallion hanging on it in the original, but you actually go inside in the remake. And there's like a stone mill on the top of it that's rotating and making a noise. And I swear to God, they underlaid some of the regenerator sound effect into that stone mill grip, like sound. <laughs> because I was terrified to go up the ladder to that stone mill. Because like every like two seconds, I'd hear like that. And I'm like, is there a regenerator up there? Are they going to mess with us that hard that they put one early game? Um, no spoilers what's on top there, but... That's the level of depth where I'm like, these are the changes that might have got me. Um, there's a few less speculative on that list, but so far, I'm 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 very much vibing with it. It is a remake of what's possibly my favorite game of all time, and I I will give more updates. I I am very curious to hear your final take on it um, mm -hmm. because I, I am I am in this in, in the camp of remaking games that are good already don't doesn't make a lot of sense to me um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like re4 is right on that cusp of hey this game is still good to play even like yes. you going back to the og like i played that originally on gamecube and that was like I, a pretty solid video game i could go play that right now and still have a hell of a time with it i'm sure mm -hmm. there's a lot of like excellent updates to that game that they have done and that maybe even feels like a whole new game but it's like why why go back and redo it you know like i i, I just don't i never understood it fully um, yeah i was i was super on board with the two and three because i never played two and three and that and those games fixed camera angle yeah it's those old, games it, feel old still and it really benefited from from those updates especially especially two i think remake two is maybe my favorite one of my favorite resident evil titles i shouldn't say my favorite resident evil 4 exists sorry okay. um but yeah i've played resident evil 4 uh twice last year in vr but i played it twice last year on normal and professional um still love the game still holds up 
even even in, in VR. Um, and yeah, I was I was definitely less on board with them remaking four. Uh, I played the Chainsaw demo. You know, liked it. It evokes some of those you know same feelings that you get when you go through a village the first time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to hold up over the entirety of of the game. Yeah. But so far, uh, mm, mm, mm. good. Yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> it's good. But that's it. Yeah, I I've I've played a little bit of Valorant with you. Um, oh yeah. A little bit of Warzone too with uh, some other buddies, but. Nothing, nothing else so much that uh, I think it's really, really warrants talking about because I want to uh, spend as much time talking about the episode game Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which we're going to jump into right after this break. Go, Shinobi, Shinobi. talking about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice you picked this game this was your your pick I picked this game um up until pretty much immediately before the recording this was going to be Bloodborne uh I because that, that's one been on my list for longer and it's also just an older game Sekiro came out in 2019 which makes it pretty contemporary for us yeah. to cover unless like we've covered a few like modern like or like app, uh, new releases uh like very you know, few pokemon them. sword and shield final fantasy 7 remake yeah yeah uh inscription. inscription so yeah far and few between um so this is i think yeah like the most recent to record date um that a game has come out um and it's just mm. i just this is in the front from software game i've wanted to play the most but been the most daunted by which i think Huh. is pretty standard how what was your like what was the lead, reputation of this game for you lead up to this game for me uh so i until what maybe two years ago i had really not played any FromSoft games at all um i kind of like how i used to think about monster hunter i would talk to people about the game but i didn't want to dip my toes in until like i knew the right one to play which happened to be world for monster hunter and but like it ended up being that uh, Elden Ring for, for From Games. But everybody told mm-hmm. me that Sekiro, like, fits my style of gameplay or, like, ways that I approach games a little bit. Like, usually, like, rush down, hyper-aggressive kind of stuff. Um, so everyone told me this would be my favorite From Software game, like, coming into it. It's pretty good. 
It's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's a pretty good game. Pretty yeah. Good. Uh, I can, I'm not going to be able to like not tell immediately. This game is fucking rules. This game fucking I, This game is, is so good. good. It is very, very good. Okay. Like, I was it, a little worried, Tony, no, that no. you'd be like ho-hum on it. This game, no, no, I no, love no. This it. Game, it this kicks game is ass. It's really, really good. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, we can get that out of the way very early. Okay, yep, yep. And like, yep. Double hey, I, I like that game. I also, yeah, hey, I like that game. Earliest hey, I like that game of any episode ever. Right? I think so, yeah. Um, I, I do want to say, though... Like, I still think Elden Ring I like more, but I could see a world where some of the things that Sekiro does gets into a game like Elden Ring, and then there's the best video game of all time. You know, like, mm-hmm. I would be all about that. Um, but yeah, yeah kind of like that, that Elden Ring that's just like... Because Elden Ring is, I don't know, like... 20% Sekiro. Like, El- you can really tell from Elden Ring that it's um, a lot of... It, it's been built off of these franchises, these other games that From Software has been making pretty directly if you've played the prior games. And some of that I saw in Sekiro, like the, um, like the, like the sneak and crouching mechanic. That's yeah. pretty much exactly what it is in Elden Ring too. And it's, it's great. It's it's really good, and I think a game that's like Elden Ring, but maybe instead of like twenty percent Sekiro, like fifty percent, or just put in the parry mechanic, which I know you can parry with a shield, but like, oh, the way you parry in Sekiro. So okay, um, it's it's the, the yeah. How do we want to like start introduce this game more? So well, just to finish to finish your thought, like mm-hmm. the thing is, is that like it's the cool thing about this game is that there's a health and a par- like a poise meter. Which mm-hmm. is like that's pretty fundamentally different than what's going on in Elden Ring, and then the on top of that, like huge difference is Sekiro doesn't have like a stamina meter, you know, so you can sprint, right. you can run, you can dodge as Splash. much as you like. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All of that is completely infinite, which is like so different than Elden Ring. So I don't mm-hmm. even know how mm-hmm. you how you take those that, things yeah. and make it work in an Elden Ring. Like, I'm sure there is a way, but that sounds. Very, very challenging. It would have to have like a completely yeah different spirit because Elden Ring is like open world Dark Souls and yeah, yeah open world Sekiro would be would be something different. Anyway, it's not this ain't Elden Ring. This is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um so yeah, Tony highlighted the the primary difference of this from software game with the poise meter, which is if you block, if you're just holding down the block button and you block something that's blockable. It's going to add to that to that poise meter, but if you parry it, if you block at the right moment, it's going to add to your enemy's poise meter. And when that gets filled up all the way, you can strike a death blow, um, which you know kills basic enemies or basically removes a health bar from the boss. So you can whittle down their health bar all the way and then do the death blow, and that's kind of like one of their little nuggets. Or you break their poise once, and then you can take out one of their nuggets, and then, you know, bosses will have yeah. a series of nuggets that you have to crunch on in order to beat them. Yeah. It's, like, what, at, at most three or four? Usually? I think three. I mean, so the, the last boss, is like a, there's, like, a phase one, and then he goes down, and there's, like, a phase two, which is actually three phases. So four, right. I think, yeah. That is four, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. That one is technically... Like in my yeah. mind, that's four. Um, yeah, so it's it's it's. I've been feeling so those weird. four that's stages. So, so, so weird. Okay, we can't get we can't get into Ishin yet. We'll get to him. Um, the parry 
mechanic is is truly what makes this game. Um, that being the the core of the combat, more so, usually more so for most enemies, is more important than whittling down their health bar. Uh, taking down a health bar is important because once they get below a certain health threshold, then their poise regenerates more slowly. So it changes the way you approach enemies, especially boss fights. I think it's going to be like, when, when talking about the gameplay, it's going to always be, especially for boss fights, because kind of like the, the chaff that you fight in this game is, um, I don't know, I don't want to say like less threatening than in other Dark Souls games, because you can still get killed by get the worked. mobs. You can, get you can get worked by mobs, yeah, if you get yourself into a bad situation. But Sekiro is so nimble, you have no stamina consideration. And like, especially with the initial soldiers that you fight against, the Ashina soldiers, um, or Asina, Ashina? Ashina. I'll get it right by the end. Um, like, you kind of, you get the... Uh, the movement pattern you get the attack pattern really quickly and like yeah. once you get that the just like the cadence and the flow of cutting down those foot soldiers is is very satisfying and very rhythmic um so yeah. a lot of the depth of this comes out in those boss encounters especially with like the health bar versus poise ma ma monitoring um but i, I yeah. agree i agree that like one of the best elements of this game are the boss fights. But I will say, like, for, like, the fodder enemies or, or like, the traversal parts of the levels, mm -hmm. I actually really liked and appreciated is the design of several of these levels because there was a lot of things to discover within them, and there's always a route that you can go on that's, like, a fast route. You know, like, you can zip around enemies very easily once you start to see, okay, where's the grappling hook points? Where can I, like run through here, duck into the, the weeds here. Like, that part really feels like a ninja game to me, you know? Like, that's mm -hmm. where um, the uniqueness of, like, the genre that they're playing in, like or, or, like, the theme, I guess. Like, the theme of the game really comes out is in those moments that are sprinkled right. the, like, yeah. throughout, like, the, the movement of the levels, you know? Like, in combat, like, seamlessly transitions into that because you can, you know death blow enemies from above or when they're not paying attention or all of that. Like, ugh, it's so good. It's so good. And you using your level, like the design of the level, the design of the arena to your advantage is definitely a hallmark of the entire game. Cause there are some Absolutely. fights where you have to use the arena, like the guardian ape, like for sure have to use the arena. Mm -hmm. Got to float around the floor. Yeah. Grapple around there. And, um, and for a lot of the the mini bosses, I think like not full boss encounters, there's usually a route that gets you behind or above them. Yeah. And then you can do a stealth uh, attack and it takes out, just crunches a whole nugget right there. And it's just a great way to start, start the fight. And that's what you get for kind of finding the best route in, in, in the world, kind of exploring around and, and keeping your eyes open. And yeah, when you can kind of can start to key in on where those grapple points are, uh, that that opens up the world so much more. And the movement is very fluid. I was initially a bit concerned about grappling. It it looks kind of tricky and it's kind of hard to find that distance for when it becomes active. 
um, and like getting the angle. But yeah. you know, by the end game, the grappling, uh, the wall jumping, comes together well. The movement movement in this game is really good. It is, and and I think a big part of that is because you don't have to worry about stamina ever. And like the mm-hmm. jump is so responsive in the fact that you can jump like off enemies as well. Yes. Jump off enemies, jump off walls. Like it, this game does such a good job of making you feel like an, like a badass ninja. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, really cool. Um, it still keeps that from software deliberateness to the, to the actions as well. Like the jump still feels like very hefty and you're committed to it when it happens. I think you can attack cancel as long as you're in the first few frames of an attack, you can uh, cancel it into a block, but yeah, it still has that like, okay, if you're, if you're in the middle of an attack and, and you guessed wrong, too bad. You're in that attack now. Um, which is, yeah, where a lot of the, the signature from software difficulty comes from. Uh, but I want to talk to you about difficulty a bit, Tony, how difficult did you find this game? Um, it, it is very, very difficult, but um, it the thing that I really appreciated about this game compared to all of the other FromSoft games, including uh, Elden Ring, is that um, a lot of the bosses are fair. They feel mm-hmm. fair within the constraints of the game, which is part of the design, right? Because like it, it is way more tightly contained than an Elden Ring, than a, a Dark Souls, because you are only Sekiro, and Sekiro only has these items and, like, these stats. You know, it's so much more limited in what you can mm-hmm. do. You um, can't go off to a cave and find a staff that lets you shoot new magic. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like um, the game forces you to play it on its terms. And mm-hmm. luckily, those terms are very, very good, and they're very fun and very engaging, Um I, I found this game, I don't want to say difficult, because it's like it is difficult, but challenging is the right word for it, is that it's like difficult, but like achievable. And like a spoiler, I guess, is that like I, I did not finish this game yet uh, for the podcast. Like I just, I hit kind of a wall and I needed to take a break. And, mm-hmm. um, but I fully intend to finish this game. Um, it, like, I, some of those bosses took me like, several hours to like yeah play against and beat and figure out um but it always like it didn't feel like wasted time or energy you know like it was worth it was worth it and like oh man like beating beating uh was it the owl uh the owl shinobi the first time like not the like uh memory you haven't done the the fight back yeah not not the not the run back the first fight Mm -hmm. him in like genichiro um i love the ganitra fight yeah it's so good it is so 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 good uh mm-hmm. and like lady butterfly that's like all of these like uh those early early ish bosses are like excellent fights very challenging um rewarding fights for sure like yeah. i i i like the i do not love the guardian ape you know like that that boss alone took me like three hours to fucking like figure that one out um but like when you think back on it it's like well it's pretty cool that this like every boss up until that point you can like poise break pretty easily Mm -hmm. and you can't 
like, or at least like I couldn't figure out an easy way um, that where I would still have resources um, to poise break, especially first phase of the monkey, uh, the first fight. That's and, the problem I had with the like rampaging bull or like charging bull. Or yeah, something. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's like those are really frustrating fights, but it's it's supposed to be because it's forcing you to play with more of the systems of the game. And it can do that because of the way that Sekiro is designed. You know, like as soon as you open it up to more things, there's more options for killing bosses other than, you know, what the game really wants you to do. It kind of limits, you can still beat a boss with several of the, the different uh, ninja tools. Right. But Mm -hmm. there's usually one that's like, kind of like the weakness like a Mega Man game almost like this spear. It is. Yeah. A bit like that. The spear against the guardian ape. Like if you're not using that against it, like what do you, like how do you fight that boss? You know, like uh, especially like phase two, I, I don't see how you beat it. Or if like you never, if somehow you didn't find the firecracker, you know, like how do you beat some of these things? Uh, or at least mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't understand how you could do it. Um, uh, it takes, a bit more time than a few hours. I did not have the firecracker for the guardian ape. So I had to, I had to sort it. Um, I had the um, shuriken. So like the time I beat it, I was able to just like safely keep my distance and whittle it down the last bit with the shuriken. Um, But anyway, I I really like your point about challenging, not difficult. Um, That's I think a great way to phrase it. Um, I have a point. I want to make, but I also want to talk about the Genshiro fight specifically. Um, so Genshiro is sort of like, I don't know, would you call him like the Margit of this, of this game? Sort of yeah. like one of the real, like first, uh, well, like roadblock, not maybe first roadblock. He might be the, um, like the Godric where it's like, okay, like you've been playing the game enough. Like let's, you should, you should know how to beat this guy now. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think that's fair. It feels it. Like I wouldn't say he's the first like really challenging boss, but like I think he's the first one that like really demands some some specific execution. And I th- yeah, I think he's one that makes you, you know he makes you play the game in the most like parry, poise breaking focused way. Yes, um, which I really liked because I you know I struggled with him. A good amount especially with this one move where he like just jumps back and then in the air shoots you with a few arrows and it's, oh, yeah, it comes yeah. out super quick and it's like really yeah, it, it's it's just like you're kind of like trying to watch his moves wait for him to do something and it's like a quick jump back and the three arrows it just like gets you a lot of times um and i was getting frustrated by that and i remember one time i was fighting him and i was like keeping up the pressure and then he went to jump out and I hit him with my sword, and then he fell down, and I got a few more hits in. Yeah, and then yeah. that's the moment where I'm like, oh, just just never stop. Just never stop attacking yes. until, like, you see the, like, the, the hit coming in. And then, like, like two or three attempts later, I, I got him down. The, and it was super satisfying. I, the, the note I have written down here is that that fight teaches you not to fear. Like you exactly. cannot, you cannot yeah. fear your opponent because it's all about like landing those B counters. I can't remember what the, the term is in the game, but like where you have to dash forward into a move that is very dangerous. 
So oh, the like, the uh, like the stab attacks. The I think it's like the yeah. Mikuru counter or something yeah, like when that. When he steps on the he steps on the he steps on the blade. Such yeah, a cool it's animation. So fucking cool. It looks rad and it feels really good to pull off. And like at least for like the way that I took him down, it was like pivotal to mm-hmm. doing it. And it, it was just like. That fight for me was like looking for opportunities to pull that move off, get two quick uh, slashes in, like block a couple of shots, but just like play smart, you know, like look for your openings and like land them, but like do not run away from your opponent, like stay in. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. at least for my playthrough, the way that like I passed through, I fought him and then I played like within a couple of minutes, I was fighting the Guardian Ape. And like, yeah, tale of two fights, right? Like, yes. very one, different vibes. <laughs> very, very different vibes, and I think that's like awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But point of friction for me, for sure. Um, the other yeah. thing that really sucked in my playthrough, which is probably atypical, um, when I beat it, I immediately had to fight another one, and then like it was like. Uh, in like this the swamp area or whatever like i went to this one area and it's like oh there's another monkey there and it doesn't have a head oh and then another monkey spawned and i have to fight that one like it was like they all happened all at once oh man so yeah you got the guardian ape and then the headless ape fight back to back back to back Ooh, that's that's a Um, secret four phase fight right there (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty rough i thankfully the headless one um i i took that down in like two or three attempts or something like that. Cause I was like, still, I was still in the, um, like, Oh, I could take down the phase two monkey. No problem. But then when the Mm -hmm. second one comes out, it was like, God, what the fuck? I got really lucky. That's what ended up happening. Like I got really lucky with some of my firecracker usage. Um, yeah, I didn't, I I can't believe you time with headless. I can't believe you did that without the firecracker. That shit's crazy. Well, the other, uh, point on difficulty I wanted to say too, is, uh, I, I did eventually get more shinobi tools, which help you sort of find the weaknesses of the boss. But I played a lot of this game just kind of leaning on the sword and the parry mechanic because that's what I found to be the most fun. I just thought it was like really cool and like trying to get too into like the resource management of like making sure I have enough spirit emblems and whatnot. I didn't didn't really want to bother myself with that too much. So like yeah, the guardian ape took me. I think maybe like four, five hours, like more than I'd want to admit to beat. Um, And by the end of it, it's just like, it felt good. I knew how to like, I knew how to do everything. I was pairing all the stuff and like trying to draw out certain moves, especially in phase two. And at least I think with the way I'm playing, the one thing I really like about Sekiro that... I don't always like about uh, from software games, including Elden Ring, is that sometimes it feels like almost an accident that I beat the boss. Or like, oh, I got lucky that time and I was able to like, <laughs> just pull through. Every time I beat a boss in Sekiro, I knew it. I was like, I know how to beat you now, and I'm going to do it. It might take me a while, especially for Mr. Ishii, the Sword Saint, who's still on my hit list. But every time I beat a boss, I was like, yep, all right. I did it. I knew I could do it. I had everything figured out. Read you like a book on the like hundredth time, but like I did it eventually. And that yeah. was that was a really cool feeling that I think not every from software game is able to give. Not every player goes that way either. 
Um, because like I leaned very hard into like my ninja tools. Like I, I loved using the ax, the firecracker, the spear, the, um, uh, was it Shibimaru? Like the, um, like poisoning, uh, mm-hmm. ones. Like I, I use those all the time. I liked the, uh, the combat arts. That's, I think what I used the most ah. sort of like the special sword slashes you get. Okay. Um, that's what I spent most of my, my spirit emblems on. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and then also kind of on, on this game, like you're saying, being difficult instead of challenging, is there were a few areas of it that I was really worried that would be, that would be difficult like that, which is one of which is the, um, oh God, I forget what it's called, like the spirit essence or like the whatever, like the chance that you get your, your goods back when you die. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget what it's called, but like the more it starts out at the baseline thirty percent, and the more you you oh, unseen die, aid, unseen aid. There we go. The more you die, the more people are around you are going to get sick with dragon rot, which is I guess like the illness of the immortality. We haven't even talked about the the world of this game, which is awesome. Weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> so like that spreads and that lowers unseen aid, and that mechanic kind of like there being now a permanent consequence to dying a lot, which is sort of what you need to do in a lot of From Software games, really scared me a lot playing this game. And I think going through it, it is, Sekiro is less challenging than other From Software games, I think, because there's not... There are ways for you to accommodate for the difficulty so what happens when you die is you lose half of your currency and you lose half your progress towards the next skill point um and i never really found myself hurting for skill points and if i was like if i got to a boss and it killed me it's just like all right let me like spend some points like i'm not gonna get too precious with this and with your your currency you can uh it's like keep Keep spending that on the spirit emblems because you'll always need those. Yeah. Or you can go to the shop and just like buy the um, purses, which is a permanent held item that has a certain amount of gold into it. I think it's like a ten percent cost to have it, but then it transfers that like loose currency that you can lose when you die into to hard currency. And just like doing that, and then you get a way to cure dragon rot pretty early in the game for a pretty low investment. And even that in itself isn't hard. And like not getting unseen aid isn't too bad either, honestly. Yeah, it really is. So there's a lot about the difficulty of this game that I was worried would be like mechanical, like annoying difficulty. Where the only thing I found that was like that is you do have to grind a little bit for spirit emblems sometimes. Yes, I. Th- but that, other I'm than sure. that, it's just it's pure challenge. It's pure enemy on like Sekiro challenge, and it's awesome. Like this yeah. game's a lot more approachable than I thought it would be because of that. I was about to say, like, it's funny. We approached this game very, very differently, you and I, and, like, thought about things differently. Like, I never really even thought about Unseen Aid. When it came up, I was like, oh, that's fine, but, like, never even considered it. Like, never didn't think about it at all. I relied on Ninja Tools very heavily for numerous bosses. So there were a lot of times where I had to go grind to get money or to get items to sell so I could buy spirit and emblems, which mm-hmm. sucked. Like that, that sucked sucks. for me. Yeah. But I actually had a good time doing it a lot of times. Cause it like, for me, it felt 
almost like Monster Hunter, where like I'm going on a hunt right now. I would go mm-hmm. to um, temp one of the temples. I can't remember what which one, but it was like the start of a temple run where there was a bunch of like monks or whatever. Yeah, and I could like do that area like three times, kill all the enemies, um, pop one of your balloons or whatever to get more drops or more gold. Do that like two or three, four times, whatever. Um, I should have enough to to grind this boss out like <laughs> ten more times because yeah. because I'm going to use like at the time I had like sixteen, seventeen emblems or whatever. Like I'm going to use that all in a fight, and I'm gonna die a lot. So I need this. I need this. You know. Whereas um, my grinding was just dying a ten additional times to the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but like, the ninja tools to me felt like a very, like, fun and engaging part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. like you said, is like um, you can ignore it completely, but it's there uh, for those who want it. And I feel like the skill tree is the same thing. I didn't feel super compelled by a lot of the options in there, but like me as a player that tends to happen in games of big skill trees for me, where like I struggle to see like strat, like a ton of strategies that are going to work outside of like what I want to pursue. Um, but that's not to say if I come back to this game in like three years, I don't approach it differently. You know, like the options are there if you want to try them, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's a lot of like tinkering that you need to do to be successful. Now that I've gotten game. more comfortable with the the Shinobi prosthetic tools, um, once I beat Ishin the Sword Saint and and do my new game plus, which is fully my intention. Also, spoilers: I didn't beat the game. Um, fully intend to. Really, really tried to, um, but <laughs> will at some point, And I want to do. Um, a new game plus because I will not be getting the best ending. I already know that, but yeah. I'm close. Um, I just would have had to have done a few few other things in in approach because I got both the the this uh, the hearts. I just like didn't do all the like supporting stuff around it. So like I yeah I want to get in and now that I've like approached the game more and like know the different Shinobi tools and kind of know where they are and and whatnot. I'll probably be using them a lot more. In my new game plus run but yeah, yeah it was pretty it was pretty sword heavy pretty sword heavy uh sakuro for mine it's interesting like i i actually loved exploring all the little crevices of every level to find all that stuff and like you know it's interesting there are things that you can just miss in that game you know yeah you can just straight up miss like pivot not pivotal but like very helpful stuff very I... stuff. And, and the game is not like afraid to just let that happen you know mm-hmm. like i didn't get like half the prosthetic tools i didn't get the firecracker which is like one of the first game items because it was in a shop and i just didn't yep. look through the inventory enough but it's like yeah it's stupid cheap and it's right there in the early game and i just didn't grab it when i when i should have so there's a lot yeah a lot you can just like outright outright miss but oh man yeah, I think like the axe is like tucked away in a spot where like it's not immediate. Like there's people, there's characters that you eavesdrop on that will say stuff. That's like, hey, you mm-hmm. should go check out this area, kind of. Um, but very easy to miss if you're not paying attention. Um, 
this game is just about paying attention. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Really, yeah. This, this yeah, game to is the just... enemy animations, to the world around you, to the to the story. Because like from software games, you gotta really pay attention to get the true depth of the story. I um, this I, one's a bit more upfront. It's yeah. got cutscenes. You're not playing like some random nameless character. You are playing Sekiro Shinobi yeah. to Lord Kuro, who's immortal and he can give it to people, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole weird, it's a whole weird thing. Uh, but I think you're right. This is the most um, comprehensible from soft game I've played, where I th- where I'm like, okay, I'm guess I know what's happening here, and they do a decent job of uh, naming characters distinctly, unlike mm-hmm. an Elden Ring where you have several yeah. people that sound the exact same. It's like, oh, when you say uh, Genichiro. I know who that is. When you say Ishin, I know who that is. When you say Kuro, mm-hmm. like, I know. I instantly know who these people are. Unlike, um, I, I felt very foggy about who every person was in Elden Ring and any um, Dark Soul games I've played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It still, it still has hidden depths, which are great. Uh, which is um, kind of uncovered. You can offer Saki to do uh, different NPCs, and then they'll tell you a bit about their backstory. And I think. I think you need to like do that to enough characters to get like the best ending. Um, but it, you know, it's cool. It tells you about the world and like builds out these characters. Um, everybody's, I don't know, I think a bit more, I don't, I don't want to say like approachable or friendly than like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, but I think more more distinctive, like they're more themselves. You you I think can vibe with people's motivations more because you know more about the world itself. Yeah. But yeah, I'd I agree to that. I like it's interesting. It's it's definitely I like this game's story <laughs> a whole hell of a lot more than anything else I've played from From Software. Mm-hmm. You know, it like it. But you're still not game, in love with it. No, because by the end of the game, it's like it gets so out there. Like the final cutscene where where Ishin Sword Saint comes out, it's like, wait, oh. what? Oh my Are goodness! Okay, I gotta tell you, doing what? how cool of a boss fight entrance to that is. Are you serious, Tony? It was awesome. Okay, so. Spoilers for the the last last boss fight. You fight the first phase against uh, uh, Genichiro. He is back for revenge. He's I don't know sold his soul for more power, and you go up against him and you kick his ass again. And he's just like, you know what? I give up. I can't beat you. Fine. And then he cuts his own neck and like goes limp. And then, like, an old man hand comes out of the wound and grabs the sword. Pitiful grandchild. And then your fight is against, like, the reformed, like, in his prime, Ishin, who's, like, this old man you've been kind of coming across, um, and who's the leader of Ashina, sort of this scary, mysterious figure that you don't know about. But he's back. He's in the prime of his life through some kind of magic. Who knows? I don't care. That was such a badass scene. It was so weird. Like, that moment was very odd to me. And then the moment um, when you go to, uh, what is it, the Fountainhead Palace or whatever, 
um, mm-hmm. where you go into like the the uh, bridal carriage, and then this fucking oh, yeah. rope thing just comes out and picks. It's like what? <laughs> this big straw man comes and picks you up. That was outrageous. <laughs> I like that literally mouth agape. I was like, I yeah. have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on anymore. I like I lost the thread. I have lost the thread. <laughs> it's it's got that 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 from software thing where the mythology of it is is bonkers and it's unapologetic. Yeah, and that's part of it because it's like yeah, just go and light this incense, go inside this like marital like den, and then you'll be transported to the divine realm. That's what the like, lead, up, lead up you're given, and then yeah, you go inside and a straw man comes and picks you up, and then he dabs you onto the holy realm, and you're able to walk down his arm. Because uh, of course, because of because of course, of course. Um, I, I just have a bunch of other random things I want to like call out. I, yeah. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I, I think the lady butterfly fight is so amazing. That was like such a fun, like early boss that I fought in beat. And like, it really like, that was a test, a very good test. And yeah, I, I she felt fun. good. I, That's that where I actually like down. used the prosthetic. I had the, um, the shuriken and like when she's yep. like hopping on her wires, Have she's vulnerable to, to that. Yep. But yeah, it's cool. Cool boss. Fight. I love, I love anime wire fighting people. And yep. I got to fight one in Sekiro. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, the, the couple times that you fight very, very large snakes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They, they end up being like not real like boss fights, but like more like, environmental puzzles but like yes they're fun it's like and it's really they're very cinematic they're very um evocative you know uh it it's, it's pretty, uh, the first good. one comes comes pretty early game too in a, in a, like a mostly scripted events you know as long as you're following the right path it's pretty scripted but yeah it shows up and it's 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 huge. It's really impressive. Looks great. Acts snake like super dangerous, but in ways that you can like avoid. And oh yeah, I like the I like the big snakes too. I was a big fan. I did the um the side quest to get like the two like I forget like persimian hearts that are actually spoilers snake hearts. I did the side quest to get those just because I wanted to see more snakes. <laughs> yeah yeah, nice nice nice. Um. I, I also really like the design of many of the, like, normal enemies throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one um, that's at the castle at dusk, and it's, like, um, kind of like a ninja with his dog on the rooftops of the castle. And it's, like, it's it was such a cool design and, like, kind of a, a cool fight. Um, and, e- like, so, like, even for the fodder enemies, like, quote-unquote... Um, the in-between enemies to, like, the, the, the real fights. Um, even a lot of those are, like, well-designed and pretty cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. From software, I think that's always what drew me to their games, even before I started playing them. Just the standard enemy design. Just, like, hold on, I could be in the overworld and encounter something like that? Yeah, yeah these games are cool. And, yeah, Sekiro's definitely, definitely got that. Maybe a bit more... I don't say limited, but the types of enemies uh, for the traversal tend to be like kind of people or people-sized with swords to better engage with those mechanics. Um, I think yeah, like Elden Ring and Bloodborne gets especially like ex- like I don't know like Lovecraftian and like really <laughs> monstery. But this game's uh, yeah, not as 
I don't know, fantastical as that, well, it's still very fantastical. Yep. There's not a lot of like, um, like monster or like mythological fights, only like a few. A lot of the bosses, a lot of the fights are, are versus various sword people. Mm -hmm. And they're good. They're good sword people. I love fighting against them sword people. Um, also, was it Orin of the Water? That's a cool little fight. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what else is fun? There's a lot of fun things in this game. Um, the fact that you have to make the choice when you meet your dad, um, I almost picked like the end of the game route where you have like two more yeah. boss fights <laughs> and that's it. I almost picked that organically and then I stopped and looked it up. I was like, wait, I should see more of this game. I should see what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. But that all like, fight's cool, too. Yes, Because he's got, he's got some of those shinobi tools that he uses on you because he's your adopted dad and kind of uh, sensei, so he, he uses some of, those, some of those tools that you recognize. It's, it's a fun fight. It is a fun fight. It's, uh, I, I wouldn't say that's like a difficult fight, but it's like... I kind of fought him very much like hit and run, provoke yeah. very specific attacks, hit him twice, run away, use yeah. a, use a tool every once in a while to kind of get out of jail free. It was like he doesn't like, throw a lot of perilous attacks at you. There's yeah. not a lot of like benefit to to playing swords with him. It's more just be out of the line of the attack and yeah. get some hits on him. Yep, 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 yep. Um, um, I, I will say though, like the fact that it does make you make a choice there mm -hmm. uh really really unfortunate that it doesn't support like creating copies of your save file like natively in the game because i instantly wanted to do that and like splinter my save and i think you like it's i think it's easy enough if you go into like the program files to do it but like, I guess I just didn't care enough to look it up i could have <laughs> to do that but but you know what i'm saying like i wish like that seems like a scene yeah. That at this stage in my gameplay or playthrough as well, I wish I yeah, could go go back and, and mess mess around a bit more because yeah, I'll I'll be I think locked into two of like the decent endings instead of like the true good one that I that I would like to go for. Yep, yep, yep. Unfortunate. And I, um, and like I think folding screen monkeys and divine dragon were pretty pretty crummy boss fights. The monkeys, yeah, the monkeys were not super fun. I did not fight the divine dragon. I didn't get there. Ah. But that one, I at, like, I was watching. Like, so I watched the rest of like the golden path uh, fights, mm -hmm. um, and that one did not look fun. <laughs> that did not look like a very fun fight. No, yeah, that one turns into like almost like a bullet hell for like two minutes in the last phase. It's it's. It did look cool that you're like you're throwing out. lightning back at it. Like that that I do like rad. that you can. That's a so you can counter lightning if you're if you're in the air and there are like very few but certain enemies that throw it out. It feels so cool, real like you know Zuko in the last Airbender, mm -hmm. deflecting, redirecting lightning, and it's so powerful when you hit him back with it. Yeah, yeah, that. That looked really cool. The second fight against the owl looked cool, but I and I is did you do the demon of hatred? Did you do that fight? I did not fight the demon of hatred. I've um, heard I, that one. I want to be. I want to be first, but that one, yeah, that's another like three health bar boss fight. And the tough thing, why I think most enemies, or why I enjoy that most enemies are just sword people, is that when things start to get more monstrous or animalistic it's 
it's tough to like know when to parry and even like what you have to parry versus what you can just kind of block and you know it'll take you'll take poise damage but it's still all right there's not a differentiator between like a weak or a heavy attack there's just like attacks and then perilous attacks which are then you know you have to have to address with your your kit uh your toolkit um yeah i don't know demon of hatred didn't didn't seem like a super appealing fight, so uh, maybe on New Game Plus, but didn't didn't feel compelled to face them this time. Yeah, um, I liked. Did you did you encounter the Miss Noble, the mini boss, and the like before you go into the Divine Realm? I think I no, I don't think so. Because so there's um an fairly early game mini boss, or it, at least it has the health bar like a mini boss called a Miss Noble. And it's almost like a joke boss because it oh. you come into it by default with a backstab and then you go to attack it for phase two and it has like five hits worth of HP and then it goes down. And you're just like, what the, what the hell was that? Weird. Um, and then like 12 hours later in the game, you get to the Divine Realm into this like palace temple where there's a whole bunch of those guys running around. And if they see you, they do like this absolutely bonkers magic attack that steals like your essence and if the bar fills up all the way you're enfeebled which means you're slow you can't block you can't res after you die we haven't even talked about that you can res um (laughs) and then like you fight off against a bunch of them and you're just like oh god i died a bunch of times to those people after i trounced the miss noble and that's like such a great little setup and payoff for the game um to almost like play this like cruel joke on you uh when you have to like fight them in in a less advantageous situation yeah um but yeah and then as you can res there's uh in addition to having basically your like estus flasks that lets you take back some of your uh hp loss um if you die you start with one one preloaded nugget of your own and sekiro can crunch on that nugget and get back up um and then you know you can fill that up and do it again if you've killed enough enemies and yep. you've like gone to the next phase of the boss there's like some stipulations to it but generally the first time you go down you can get back up yes. and that is just kind of like both poison hp being meters that you have to monitor that's just another healing resource that you get to use that's added to your to your um to your toolkit and i think it's really cool i like i like the resurrection Yep, and and I also like that uh, you just you make the choice because sometimes mm-hmm. I'd say fuck it, I'm not resing here. Um, Same. Like I'm either gonna waste emblems or I'm not gonna learn anything. I need to take a break. You know, like um, I I often opted for that. Or if it's like one of the bonus reses that you get from killing enough yeah. enemies, it's like I don't want to spend that resource. Like I'm not gonna spend time. it on that run. I know I could do better. You know. Um, um, yeah, for such an intentionally designed game, I think talking with you, Tony, I'm seeing that there's, there's a good amount of customizability and like ways you can, you can approach this game. Yeah. You can, you um, can in resource management. Yeah. Approach from a lot of different angles. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. There's, there's I, a lot more in this game than I was expecting. I'll say that. There's like more, I like definitely more... got a lot more into the lore than I thought. Oh really? Yeah. 
Well, like, sorry, what's, 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 what's the more stuff you're talking about? I don't want to well, derail like, you. There's, there's, like, there's more ninja tools than I thought there was going to be. There's, mm-hmm. like, way more optional bosses, more explorable areas. The fact that there's, like, reason to do New Game Plus with all the different endings and stuff. You know, like, I guess, I guess that is, like, standard from, from soft stuff. But I don't know. Like, it, it just seemed, like, impressive to me the amount of, like, novel but really engaging boss fights in this game you know like i, mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. uh anyways it wasn't even a great point you could have just interrupted sorry <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll just edit that out yeah just edit please edit out <laughs> most of what i say this episode everything tony has said so far this episode please please uh but yeah i what so there's a, the the most iconic boss fight I think in this game is is the guardian ape for the the sole reason of its transition from phase one to phase two is so pretty, good. Pretty dope. Um, yeah, hate so that fight. Hate that fight. You 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 cut the head off the guardian ape for the first phase, and then it like writhes back to life and gets up, and then that's when phase two starts because there is a plague of immortality almost that has affected affected the land of Ashina. Um, and I'm not entirely sure what's different from, like, this, like, corrupted immortality and, like, what Kuro has and gave to Sekiro. I'm not sure if you have the corrupted version of it. There's, like, a level of depth there I haven't quite gotten to. But the, like, immortality being a curse and some, like, the weird, almost, like, body horror that can come from that is is addressed in this game. And I I really think it's cool i like fighting headless enemies i think that's just like awesome and then you pull out like a giant centipede and stab it and it's just like hold on like this immortality has like like a like a natural like biological cause to yeah. it and people are like trying to figure that out and then you go to the um the divine realm and the temple there and it's these these monks that are trying to like propagate this immortality almost and it's corrupted and it's like gross and you're fighting these like decrepit mummified almost like you think they're like corpses of monks and then like centipede pops out of it and then that's the fight of it and then um, at the conclusion of that you get the mortal blade which is the blade that can i guess kill the centipedes um and once you have the means of any immortality there's kind of interesting like change to the game you can permanently kill those uh, mummified monks um and then there's also we haven't brought up you have a sparring partner kind of in the main game area who has this curse of immortality then after you get the mortal blade he's just like oh oh you could kill me now and it's just like give me yeah then he says like give me a day just basically like get myself ready and then i mean i had i had practiced the um that like stabbing counter a lot on him. I didn't inter- interact with him much, but just the fact that like the world responds to you now have the key to like end the immortality curse. Um, ugly, of course, by by killing the person is one way to end mortality, but people haven't really been able to do it um, without the mortal blade. I don't know. I think it's a very fascinating story. I like um, corrupted immortality because I think immortality is like 
I've never wanted to be immortal. I think it's like super weird and gross whenever, and it's like a good indicator of a villain whenever somebody says like, oh, I want to be immortal. That's my, my motivation. See like yeah, every what Dragon for, Ball Z bro? villain. Yeah, we're like, well, yeah, why the, why the hell? And uh, um, Genshiro, one of the primary antagonists in this, sort of like, I don't know, the Vegeta of this game, yep. he falls to that corruption of like, I want this to be powerful enough to keep Ashina safe. And he corrupts himself absolutely to try to pursue that. Um, and it's, I don't know, I like, I like the theme. I vibe with it. I love sure. the aesthetic. In the first like hour of this game, I got to stealth kill a giant rooster. That's awesome. That's pretty so, cool. You know like, what? When, yeah. you were t- when you were talking about the centipedes bursting from people's heads and like chest cavities, it mm-hmm. oddly made me think of a game that you're talking about at the top of the show, Resident Evil 4, because that mm-hmm. happens a shit ton in that game where people's it heads does. explode. And yeah. centipede-like things that come flailing out. <laughs> and hey, uh, maybe that's a unifying theme in some of my favorite games, Tony. Are you just a weird head-popping horror person? <laughs> Is that like what you're into? Popping heads, bro? <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird thing I think, I don't know. I like, I like... I like parasite stories. Like, I like John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> there you go. That is a good movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, um yeah, else, I mean that's what I have to say about this game. Dang. Um, some of the Oh, oh ahead, actually Johnny. I have I have like a question before we move into like the end of the show, but if you have anything else you want to talk about, please don't let me stop you. I've I've hit my entire list. Okay. So is this the best ninja game we've played? Now, okay. let's All go right. through I need the, I need the, the list. list. I need let's the list. Yeah. I'm going I'm to look through, call them out as we play them. I guess Metal Gear Solid is kind of a ninja game. Um, mm-hmm. we'll give that a mm-hmm. kind of ninja game rating. We have, uh, let's see. I know we have a Shinobi game. Um, we have... Are we counting... Goemon's Great Adventure. Goemon's Great Adventure definitely counts. Warriors Orichi Three Ultimate definitely counts. Um, Samurai Showdown fucking counts. Shinobi Three: Return of the Ninja Master counts. Um, okay, so yeah, I, think right, that's all, I think th- those are all the ninja games. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is the best ninja game we've played. Yeah, hands down. I don't even know why I asked. For sure. Yeah, I, think I was like, "Oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid, also good ninja game." And then like everything else is like, "Oh, Sekiro's so good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's. Uh, I asked the question more because it's like, "Wow, we've actually played a lot of things that have like ninja content in them." And this it's is a, it's like, a well that game developers love to go to. Makes 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 for good protagonists, good player characters. But it's like it is like a it's a ninja game, you know? Like mm-hmm. the gameplay is very like centered around that thematic in in ways that like not a lot of games can do well like the the there's one other game that like sprung to mind uh when i was playing this and that is the tenchu series i don't know if you ever heard of that series or played any of those no i haven't no there's there was uh so it started on the ps1 i believe and i think they made like two or three of them and those are like assassination ninja games so it's like Oh, I have heard of these. I have yeah, heard of these. Yeah, so it's very similar to like the way um, Sekiro plays out. 
but like Sekiro is just better in every single way. Because um, those are also like supposed to be pretty unforgiving games too, right? Yeah, because it's like you're you're more trying to optimize around like the assassination, and I mm-hmm. think like getting caught or trying to like escape and things like that are, if I'm remembering right, like those aren't like parts you're trying to like lean into. Like you're trying to do like the perfect route through this level to kill your target without being seen, you know, whereas in Sekiro, you can do that. But at very key points, you are fighting a lot of things. And like Mm -hmm. the combat is the start of the show, whereas I don't think that's not what Tenshu was going for. You know, they were going for like the the ninja bits, the stealthy kind of like the more like a hitman or splinter cell. Yeah, 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 yeah. From what I can recall, maybe I'm totally off. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe on the, on the podcast sometime. (laughs) You know what? I do have a PlayStation magazine demo disc that has Tenchu. Yeah. has like a level of Tenchu on it. So if I get that demo disc back, Hey, maybe there we go. (laughs) You can play that. That would actually be like a super fun, like side show. If I ever get these demos back, just like play through the shit on these demos. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. I I remember getting a few good old demo discs. I played the one for, um, Oh God, like Prince of Persia two. I think the warrior within whichever one came out after sands of time. I think I played that demo like 30 times. Yeah. Yeah. I played the rascal demo rascal. PS1, 3 They made a game about you? <laughs> As we told you already, hey, I like that game. Hey, I like that game, like, 100%. Like, uh, this game, like I, like I said before, like, the, the way that I think about this game is that, like, it, it's, it makes you play it on its terms, but those terms are fucking rad as hell. You know, and it's very mm-hmm. satisfying. But, like, the game is going to make you play it, you know, make you play it to the way that it wants you to. There's, like, multiple ways to approach problems, but, like, you still have to, like, there's no easy way to beat Kinjiro. You just got to do it. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. You got to learn the way the game wants you to play that fight. That you one more to, so, like, some fear. other ones... Not fear. Don't fear. No That's fear. Hey, I like that game. Don't don't fear this game, listener. If you have not played this game yet and you're you're afraid of it, I'm me too. And I still am for so many Dark Soul or for so many From Software games, but this truly was I found to be one of the like least frustrating and more approachable from games. Yeah. Um so I think it has it certainly has a reputation because it it probably is the most challenging. It's in, insanely challenging at times, um, but it's within such a such a system that 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 feels like you can overcome it. There's yeah. always that that like that 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 possibility and that feeling of like getting closer a lot of times. Um, so yeah, I found this game to be a lot friendlier than I thought it would. Um, partially, I think, because I just, I love everything about it. And I, I mean, I want to, you know, chew on this game a lot more, play this game more, do a new game plus. Uh, this is going to be in my repertoire, in my library, I think, a lot going forward. Um, yeah, this, this could sneak into my top 10 ever. 
I could totally see that. One thing that we didn't talk about at all that I think is like just excellent about this game is that like it just looks really good. Oh, it I looks, didn't bring up. Yeah, it looks it so good. It looks so good. <laughs> like the the very distinct style where it's like very, mm-hmm. you know, Japanese ninja mythology from that era. But it's got the distinct, you know, from soft lens as well. So it's like two very distinctive elements that merge together very well. And like all the animations are really good. All mm-hmm. like regular enemies, mid bosses, big ass shinobi ones are all like they look great. They like flow great. All the like most of the attacks feel like appropriately powerful, you know? Um the clanks and the parries and stuff. Oof. All of that mm-hmm. just is just that it's, little sting when you break the posture, like right before you go in for that final st- strike. Yep, yep. Mm. And um, like, I, yeah. the idea of of Sekiro, the the ninja with a prosthetic arm that has all these different tools, like that is such a fucking rad idea. It's like such a cool idea, and like maybe maybe that has been like in like you know other stories before. I I don't know of I don't know of them. Um, but it's a really, really cool idea. I think it looks mm-hmm. so sick. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love the presentation of this game. Um, I played this game with sound more frequently than I, I usually play games because I just like to like, listen to podcasts or something when I play games a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, since this game requires more of your attention than most games, um, I, was, I was engaging with the sound more, and it's, and it's really good. Um, the one specific thing I wanted to say I forgot to bring up is I love the way this game does gore, because it's not, it's very like precise, kind of like Sekiro, because it's like you stab, like you, you go for a finishing blow, you like you'll stab into their neck and like pull the blade out, and it's just like a faucet of blood, like a Kurosawa film that yeah. comes out. It's like very precise and outlandish. I love the gore in this game. Yeah, and I think you're. It's 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 it never feels over the top. No, no. it never feels over the top, but uh, but appropriately brutal. I yeah. will say uh, the the uh, guardian ape though with the sword like sticking mm-hmm. like out of its neck. It, it's it, like a, it's like like a crusty wound because it's been there for so long too. Yeah, it it's um. It plays into a really fun moment in the boss fight, but it's also just like a hell of an image. This yes. ape is so big, so dangerous that the guy who put this sword in this dude's neck is no longer around, but it is. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, like what a fucking thing. Oh, man. This was a good one. Uh, Tony, I'm glad that you wanted to play this instead of Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, well, and dude, simply because it would be way easier to play. But I mean, I'm not the first person to say it. Uh, you like PlayStation should really put Bloodborne on PC. I want, I want to play that game, and I have it on my PS4 in my closet. But my PS4 <laughs> is very, very um, not good, um, not in good shape. Yeah, your your PS. I got this on the on the PS4. Uh, I liked it. I maybe should get it. I would have maybe I think appreciated the slightly shorter loading times on on PC. But I'm sure I would have uh, not had that. Or I, if I if I had my PlayStation Five at this point, maybe I would have gotten those solid state loading times. But on the PS4, 
it's a it's a late game PS4 game, so like it looks good, but it takes it it takes a lot and demands a lot of that console. I yeah, I was actually it's I, I should have brought this up sooner. Um, for me, I have like uh, as a note loads pretty quick, so it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> my load times are very quick. Which like if I would have had to deal with very long load times, I think I would have. I don't know if I would have bounced off the game, but I would have been a lot more frustrated. The yeah, fact it, that I it, can like. I would fight a boss like 50 times, you know, like it would take me a long time to figure out some bosses. So it's like, if it didn't load quick, I would be very frustrated. And it's not like a long load time, but yes, I can speak from experience that those, uh, those like eight to 10 seconds of loading, you get a lot of, you can get a lot of frustrating thought done in that time. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) <laughs> a lot, a lot of but I mean, yeah, what I don't am know. I, I can't... doing with my life? Why am I such an idiot? You should have parried. <laughs> the sword was coming from below on the right side. Of course, it was going to be a sweep and not a stab. Why didn't you jump? You are so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, that is exactly. <laughs> oh man! But, but All right, Tony. Game. Play this game. Yeah, play Sekiro. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but what what should we play next, though, Tony? All right, so Jake. Uh, next Tell game us. for the podcast. Uh, I've been talking about this one for a while with a coworker of mine uh, who will also be uh, guesting on this uh, episode, my friend Brad. So we've been talking about this one for a while. Um, we spent a lot of time getting beat up in our last game Sekiro. So I feel <laughs> like we're going to turn the tables on this one and we're going to do some beat em up action of our own. This next yeah. episode, All right. Jake, uh, we are going to be throwing down in the stylish, but often forgotten game, the bouncer, the PS two. Oh, I have not heard of the bouncer, so the bouncer PS two beat em up game. Very stylistically, um, Final Fantasy, but like in its own universe, it's its own thing. The main character looks like Sora. It totally looks like an. <laughs> he, he does like, look like Sora. Hundred percent looks like Sora. But like, <laughs> it's um, it has been a very long time since I've played this game. But I, I, I clear, I remember his necklace. When, yeah, 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 yeah. So, looking forward to that one. Uh, we'll have a guest, my buddy Brad from work. Uh, we're gonna talk about some bouncer. It's gonna be super sick. So, Jake, where uh, could the folks on the internet uh, find us? All over the internet. You can tweet us at Like That Game. Find us on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game podcast. Email at us, Hey I Like That Game at gmail.com. Uh, and then there's Twitch stream, Hey I Like That Game slash, or sorry, twitch.tv slash Hey I Like That Game. Hey I Like, hey, I like That Game dot com or dot And rocks. dot rocks. Dot rocks. <laughs> um. Let's go to that see. one. Don't go to the dot com. Go to dot rocks. That goes to the same spot. But I get bookmark, more emotional satisfaction. I know the from bookmark on uh, hey, I like that game dot rocks is pretty fun. It's a pretty fun. But you know what? I also like typing it into a web browser because it's pretty fun. It just doesn't hyperlink. <laughs> doesn't hyperlink well. That's yeah, problem. yeah. It's not hyperlink well. Um, anyways, Jake, uh, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play a video games.
thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.